0: Now, we're going to have uh, some opportunities to share. We've sort of arranged some people to share some things. But actually, after that, there'll be an opportunity. If you've got something, a story to share or something you want to give thanks for, uh, there'll be an open opportunity to do that. And we're going to kick off with Susie, I think. I've lost where where Susie is.
1: I've got some people up to share kind of what we've been doing. Jeanette, do you want to come up as well? Um, I'll start with the youth then. Um, I've asked these two just to kind of, I don't know, share your favourite things about this church.
2: One of my favourite things is on Friday sometimes we have a get-together with some people in youth and we have pizza and it's really fun and we play lots of games and it's a good way to um, meet like, and connect with more people.
3: I really enjoy the Sunday sessions down below and it's just really fun to talk together about Christ
1: and I think that's really wonderful what Susie's doing. That's right. Thank you so much, girls. I've also got um, Jeanette here as well. So we do a lot. Um, my role in covers obviously we've got the youth we have things on Fridays, we have things on Sundays, but also I do a toddler group as well on a Thursday. And Jeanette is there every single week. She's so loyal. Um, Jeanette helps with the teas and the coffees, but she's also had amazing opportunities to pray with people that aren't Christians, and um, people do just open up to her about the difficulties in her life. So she's been amazing, but you were just going to share a few things too.
3: Toddlers is just pure joy to me. Susie, you can see what Susie's like. She brings such joy. Sorry, She brings such joy to toddlers to people there, and everyone is welcomed in and loved, and it's just a wonderful time. It's the highlight of my week, in actual fact. It is so lovely to be there, to feel the joy and the love shared among different families. Absolutely beautiful.
1: Thank you so much, Jeanette. Yeah, she is amazing. So, and do come and ask her for her stories about toddlers and what she's done. And lastly, I've just asked Neve to come and share a little bit about what you're doing in Splash on Sunday mornings.
2: Yeah. Yes. So um, there are three leaders in Splash: myself, Joe, and Penny, and we uh, lead the three to no, three to seven-year-olds. And we are currently working through um, Bible characters in the Bible. And so we've been learning about Adam and Eve and. Uh, moses and joseph and caleb and, and so it's giving uh, the kids a chance to uh, really understand the bible from the very beginning and all of these key people throughout the bible yeah and they seem to be really enjoying it and what i love is that when they come back the next week they are able to share what they learned the previous week because i i'm not there every week because we share it about so it's lovely for me to hear what they've taken on from that one but yes it's been it's great fun <laughs> thank you so much neve yeah that's great
1: Oh, Claudia! Yeah, you're more than welcome to come and share. Oh, yeah, light sharers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Claudia's coming. Yeah, yeah. Claudia does um, light sharers. So if you just want to talk a little bit about how that's going. Yeah. Keep it brief. You've got such amazing children. Um, it's so much fun to see them grow up and spend time with them down there. Um, so I was in uh, Bubbles first, and then Splash. So I've sort of grown up with Heidi as she's grown up, up, and it's it's just really wonderful. Um, so I'm really enjoying that and we usually have a little um, share session to begin with where we have snacks and a little drink and everyone talks about their week and then we um, share a bible story uh, play some games and talk about the the story and what we can learn from it Um, and usually we have a good time yeah thank you so much so, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of what we've been doing. That's what we've been up to. Um, it, has been, it is such a joy and a delight to work with all your children. They are truly amazing. Um, and, yeah, going forward, we need prayers for um, volunteers and prayers for just more opportunities to sow into the kids' lives. That's it.
0: Great. Thank you so much. I mean, we've not got... At the end, we'll maybe give everybody a round of applause rather than do it all the way through. But actually, as part of giving, thanks. Uh, James, do you want to come and um, just share something around students?
4: Yeah, so um, Neve and I lead our student and young adult community. We call it LIFE. So it kind of semi-fits with the other LIFE groups. Um, And each Wednesday, we meet to share a meal. We often open scripture together. We're journeying through Acts, like the rest of the church, we pray and we share life but I think a large part of what ministers to um, our student and young adult generation is being part of this whole diverse church family and the stuff that happens beyond what we do on our Wednesday nights when actually we're serving with all of you and we're praying with all of you and we're just chatting with you over coffee or you're inviting us over for lunch or whatever it is those things those incidental moments are actually things that carry a lot of people from the point that they're 18 and they leave home into a life with Christ beyond just being under the shelter of their parents' wings. And it's a really powerful thing to be part of and just to see people grow. And um, Miriam, are you still okay to share? So Miriam a few weeks ago had a a turn of phrase to describe her experience of being part of this church and what it's meant, meant for her. And I just wondered, yeah, if you could come and share, that'd be great.
2: I am someone who has been searching for community for most of my life. Uh, I've been like in various churches throughout, and I've never really felt that sense of just overwhelming community until I came here. And it was during the Alpha course last year that um, we were just chatting as a table, and there was someone on the table who was talking about how they wished they could be here more often because there was you know, always things calling them away. And the way that the group just sort of came around them and was like, what can we do? How can we help you? Let us love you. Just really spoke to me in a way that I've just not felt before. And it, I just felt this phrase come um, into my mind that it was just love without pretense. The idea that they were that people like James and Neve and Joe and Tim are doing things because they love this community, not because they want to be seen to be loving the community. And I just, I really feel that particularly in our student and young adult group, because obviously that's where I have the most experience, that every week it doesn't matter who turns up, they will be
5: loved. yeah, well thanks Tim for giving me that (laughs) slot, follow that. Some slightly more mundane things, possibly. I've been asked to just say something about uh, discipleship and some things to celebrate this year. Uh, And Stewardship is part of discipleship, so I'm going to give a brief resume of some of the practical things uh, that have taken place this year. Uh, We've rearranged the structure of how we manage things um, and have set up an operations committee to deal with day-to-day matters such as maintenance and finance. This reports with recommendations to the PCC and enables the PCC to focus on more strategic matters. In particular, the Ops Committee has been focusing on finance and moving to an online banking system allied with a new software accounting package, together with ways of making giving easier. Uh, We're indebted to David Chambers, Nicola, Sheila, and Bryony for their work on this changeover, this transition. And in particular, uh, we really want to thank Nicola for the years of faithful service that she has put in. In fact, there are so many that we've lost count as treasurer. And it is such a blessing to us to have such a competent and and dedicated person dealing with the church finances. We're delighted that David Chambers has agreed to, to take on that role going forward so Nicola can escape and be released to do other things. Keeping a building of this nature uh, going takes quite a lot of effort, Uh, and during the course of the last year we've been looking at a number of things. Um, We've had some external repairs done to the stonework and lead work on the roof. We are looking at how to replace the existing light bulb fittings with uh, LEDs, uh, which could be quite interesting and require the use of mobile lifting platforms and the like. Uh, We're looking at replacing the crypt flooring, which I think will all agree is looking a bit grim. Also, possibly upgrading the controls for the heating system to enable remote programming and more efficient use so that we spend less money on that. Also, upgrading and replacing elements of the audiovisual system. and uh, I want to say a particular thanks to James for his work on this and for managing to keep the existing projector going for a little longer. We're due to have our five-year or quinquennial inspection by the church architect this year. And no doubt there'll be other issues which arise from that. Um, External decoration of the windows, it will undoubtedly be one of these. Uh, And on a wider front in the last year, we started uh, the process of a review of the church church estate with our architect, with a view to developing a long-term strategy for the whole estate, and hope to uh, bring together a focus group to start looking at that uh, in more detail very shortly. I think our PCC meetings have been focused and well run and I'd like to thank every member for their commitment and time and in particular I'd like to thank Catherine Harrison Smith for carrying out the role of PCC secretary in an exemplary and efficient manner she keeps us on the straight and narrow In terms of celebration, uh, well, there's so many things that we could celebrate, and we've been hearing about them this morning. Um, One thing that I'm especially celebrating and giving thanks for is uh, the Alpha course that took place last autumn. We invited the whole fellowship to participate, and we had up to 50 people sitting at tables like we are doing this morning. A number of people gave their lives to the Lord during the course. And I'd like to share one person's story in particular because it highlights a growing relationship between St. Swithin's and the Genesis Trust. So Aaron started coming to St. Swithin's um, as a result of David Holden White meeting him uh, whilst he was um, uh, out as a street pastor and invited him uh, to come to Alpha. At the time he was living on the streets and suffering from extreme alcohol addiction He gave his life to the Lord one evening at Alpha and it was apparent that he was desperate to be free of his addiction. He managed to stay sober for, I think it was 57 days uh, and was accepted into a dry house. Then as often happens, I'm afraid he fell off the wagon and was back on the streets again. His drinking became even more out of control. Now he is a client of Genesis Trust and was at that time on probation under a suspended sentence Having committed another offence, he was almost certain to be sent to prison. But between ourselves at St Swithin's and Genesis, we managed to find a solicitor to represent him on legal aid. And by a miracle, and I mean that, um, he, his suspended, suspended sentence was extended. It became very apparent that if he was going to overcome his addiction, then he had to be found a place in residential rehab unfortunately, DHI, the um, organisation that deals with that, whilst they had funding for him, they didn't have a place for at least two months. And he would have been dead in that time if if he hadn't... uh, somewhere hadn't been found. Again, by miracle, Sue Furry, who runs the Lifeline Centre at Genesis, found him a place in a Christian rehab centre in Bridgend. And on the very day that he... uh, That was on the very day that he was released from the RUH after a medicated detox. So... Sue and I took him uh, straight down to Bridge End and on the journey we realised that Bridge End was where Yen, um, who used to be the youth worker in this church and then worked for um, Genesis, that after he got married uh, to Hannah, realised that that's where he lived. And so Sue texted him and he was able to meet us at the centre as we arrived. And, you know, that was a miracle. It's what I call a God incident. And the welcome that Aaron received from the three other clients and the chap who runs the programme was just beautiful to see. It actually reduced Sue and I to tears. Um, and as we left, um, I was kissed on both cheeks by an ex-rugby um, prop forward of about 18 stone uh, with a large lot of tattoos, which was a new experience for me. And uh, Sue, who runs the Lifeline Centre, as I say, says that clients who come to um, just feel very, very welcome. It's, I think, what Miriam was sharing, that, um, you know, they come in and they are welcomed and they experience God's love, and we are truly seeing people's, you know, broken lives made new. The discipleship group that we set up after Alpha, you know, to nurture our new brothers and sisters in Christ, which is led superbly by Jenny Griffiths, is an exciting and sometimes a bit messy thing to be a part of, and Aaron, whilst he was living on the streets, regularly brought friends you know, with him on a tu- to our Tuesday evening meetings, and he has such a heart for seeing others come to the Lord. He'll be at Bridge End for eight months and is doing really, really well there. And when he comes back, he's said that he would really like to work for Genesis, helping others go through the same experience. So, you know, that is such a cause for celebration to me. And church is intended to be... Uh, is tended to encourage every member ministry. And there are so many people who minister often in unseen ways and enable our fellowship to function, You know, from stewards at events, welcomers, clock winders, worship leaders and AV operators, children's helpers, intercession leaders, preachers, coffee makers, Wal- Walcott waffle volunteers, life group leaders, flower arrangers, fellowship meal organisers, those who organize activities for older members, and I'm sure many more that I've missed. Thank you for all that you are and everything that you do. And as we set out on Vision Sunday, and Tim mentioned earlier on, if we're going to continue to fan into flame the work that God is blessing here, we need everyone to ask of the Lord what he's calling them to do and also what he's calling them to give financially. So, as Tim has urged, please do, pre- do that prayerfully before giving Sunday next week. And finally, we are blessed, we're hugely blessed to have a dedicated staff team who really do go the extra mile. So, I want to thank, on behalf of the fellowship, I want to say thank you to James, Brani, Susie, Nicola, Jenny and Peter Norman. We value you greatly and there's a cu- one couple you might have noticed that's missing from that list, and I think you can probably guess who they are. So Bex and I have the uh, privilege of meeting regularly with Tim and to get an insight into all that he does behind the scenes, as well as in public ministry, and to say that he and Joe care passionately about the flock that God has put under their care would be a, an understatement of considerable magnitude. Above all, They are dedicated to humbly discerning the Lord's plans for his church here in Walcott. So I would like to thank you both on behalf of the whole fellowship from the bottom of our hearts for all that you are and all that you do.
0: Great. Thank you very much. Um, there is loads to celebrate and to give thanks for. Those are all the organised bits we've arranged to share. And so, actually, if there's anybody who's come with something they would love to share this morning—a story to share, or something you want to give thanks for—there's uh, a little bit of space to do that. I know we're all in together, and there's a can be a little bit intimidating. Uh, but if you have come with something to share, we wanted to create an opportunity, as well as the kind of the people we've asked to come and share it. Is there anybody wanted to do? Has come, burning to to.
3: Yeah, this is um, a personal story, but just testimony to God's faithfulness. So I became a Christian at university, so I was about 18 or 19. And for the last 30 years, I've been um, sorry, I thought I could manage this. I've been praying for my dad to come to know God. And he's been very resistant to that. Both Daniel and I have tried all sorts of tact to um, speak very naturally to him, but he hasn't. Anyway, my father um, suddenly became very unexpectedly unwell. Um, but a few days before he passed away, um, he, he was very. His mind was totally together. But 30 years of prayer, saw an answered prayer in the last days of his life, and he was managed to utter, Jesus, forgive me. And this is a man who was adamant he would never say such words. So I'm sharing that because we've just sung this morning of God's faithfulness, and my word, was he faithful to allow me as the daughter to witness my dad praying in his final hours, God forgive me. So keep praying because he does answer our prayers. Thank you.
6: Uh, this is back to sort of church things rather than a personal one, but. Um, I just wanted to sort of share a little bit about the fact that sort of following or emerging from the pandemic, I was very struck um, by perhaps the need to help people to engage with each other. And so um, we started to sort of just arrange a few ad hoc midweek gatherings starting with um, getting Esther to come and talk about her forthcoming pilgrimage last summer Um, and following that sort of on a fairly irregular basis but having said that it's sort of becoming monthly we're continuing to do some um, midweek gatherings um, which are intentionally during the day um, which means that obviously some people aren't able to come, but on the other hand, we're conscious that there are people who can't make evening stuff, and so we've done things like we've um, we've done a, a we've watched a film together. We've uh, we watched the Queen's Jubilee um, service last year. Um, we've uh, what else have we done? We've done various teas at different times, and we've got two events coming up. Which you know, just to highlight to you again, if you were interested, one is. Um, We're going to have a lunch together on a Wednesday at 12 noon in a couple of weeks' time uh, with the staff team and anyone who's um, able to come at that point just to gather to um, share some conversations and get to know each other a bit better. And then in June, we are um, planning a trip to the Bishop's Palace in Wells, which again, on a Tuesday in June, if you would like to join us for that day, then you'd be more than welcome, so do come and speak to me. But it's been a joy to just see people gathering, and um, yeah, it just felt like after all these years of not being able to gather very easily, and certainly, um, you know, with the ease of socially... Uh, not having to stay at a distance or all those things. It's just been great to enjoy each other's company.
7: Thank you. I've just got some verses from um, uh, 1 Chronicles 16 that have been quite important to me over the last few years, but actually particularly for various reasons this week. Um, But I also thought actually they've got something to say to us as a a church family as well. Um, So I'll just read them. Um, Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You his servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever the promises he made for a thousand generations. It's, it's reminded me of the importance of looking back in a positive way of what God, to, to what God has done, the, the, the great things he's done, but also to remind us that he wants to do those things again, that those things are continuing, that he still wants us to look forward to what he has for us. Um, and yeah, like, like I say, that's been very relevant for me personally this week, but actually for us as a church family, I think that's so important as well.
2: Um, I just wanted to say how thankful I am for my life group and the life groups at St. Swithin's. I feel like the chapter of my life that I'm in at the minute, everything's going at 100 miles an hour, really busy, kids and work and everything, and I feel like life group is the thing that anchors me to God and to my faith, and I am just, yeah, very thankful for it.
0: People often ask me, Tim, how's it going? And I kind of say my stock response Uh, to how it's going is this. God is at work. God is at work. God is at work. It's always a privilege to be serving here. That doesn't mean to say it's always easy, but it's a privilege. And actually, I think we are tentatively moving forward. That's my kind of summary of the year. Thank you very much. But this is... This is the verses I wanted to briefly talk about. In 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, Paul talks about being transformed into the likeness of Christ. And the kind of stages of transformation into a butterfly are things that I constantly think about in my ministry. How does a seed of faith that God has planted in you become something that's beautiful and glorious? What's interesting, when we're in school and we talk to kids, kids have an understanding that they can do amazing things. You chat to kids and they have this sense within them that there's something about how they're made and created that they can do amazing things. What then happens, life happens, and it gets much more complicated. Stuff happens to us, we start to do stuff to other people, And we start to accumulate stuff that makes it difficult to fulfill all the potential that God has placed in us, both individually but also as a church. And so part of the wrestle is to move how we move from the egg to the butterfly. My observation, if you're asking for one, you didn't ask but I'm going to say it anyway, was that actually our temptation a couple of weeks ago when we asked to share about what God's saying to us, Temptation is to sit in the chrysalis. To get to that stage where we just want to be protected from the difficulties of the world. We want it to be warm. We want it to be comfortable. We don't want too much pain. But actually God has called us not to hide away, but to shine for him. And so Alastair shared one of the the words that he shared about a month ago about those passages in Scripture where we're called to shine, to let God's light shine in us and through us. And so that's essentially it. That's what we're called to be, called to become. And the love, the thing I love doing, I think Alastair talked about it, but uh, those of you know, is when you see people start to step into what you know they're called to, it's one of the most glorious things. And so my kind of heart is that we just continue to walk to do that find out where God's speaking, find out what God's doing, Continuing to join in and continuing to move forward. There's lots of things we're doing. We want to continue to do that as well. So thank you for playing your part. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for committing your life to St. Swithin's.